Simplified Chaos, episode 192. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to help you lead a more intentional life. This is Simplified Chaos. Everybody, welcome to Simplified Chaos. This is Jillian, and I'm with my husband and co-host Nicholas. What's happening, folks? We hope you all are having an amazing week. We've got another great episode here for you today. We are continuing our journey of evolving. Jilly, what are we diving into this week? We will be reflecting on the evolvement of home and social life. I don't know. Yeah. Just doing life and you know, home stuff. Home stuff like chores and people in our house and all that kinds of stuff. Yeah, we've got a couple of episodes that we are going to reflect on and see how we've evolved over the last couple of years. But before we dive into that, as always, we love to show some gratitude. So Jilly, what are you grateful for this week? Oh man, I am uber, uber grateful for neighbors. Um, today, well, you're stealing mine then. Well, you know, join, join the club. <laughs> Hop on the bus. I, I um, am. Today was definitely a day that I I feel so loved and so grateful for the community we have literally in our community. Um, Lucille got her, her haircut for the first time. and Trimmed, but yes. It's still a haircut. It and is she's a haircut. never, like, I think I was not in a rush to get her haircut, not only because her hair is beautiful, but also because... The hair that's at the very end, like the tips, is like that's the hair we saw blowing in the placenta when we got photographs of her in utero. And I was like, that's her placenta hair. No, but she's four over four and a half. And um, the knot game is real, man. Her hair is thin. It and is definitely knotty. It is knotty. <laughs> knotty by nature. Um, and it was time. So... We have met new neighbors and their little girls around the same age as Lucille. And um, the mom is, happens to be, she used to be a hairstylist, hairdresser. And she offered, like, I can give Lucille her first haircut if you want. And we took her up on that this weekend. We went to her house. She got to sit at their island. And she was eating lunch and pretzel sticks yeah. and lunch meat and getting her haircut and... It didn't really hit me then. Like we were all just kind of hanging at their house and we're really good friends. So just hanging out. Lucille's getting her hair cut and just seeing the hair, little piece of the hair fall. Lucille's being a trooper and they, the girls got to play afterwards. And and then it didn't hit me till like later on at the end of the day where I was just like, oh my God, Lucille got her first haircut and it was at a friend's house and it was yeah. so magical and so blissful and also another neighbor of ours, you know, um, kind of offered to like take Lucille because her son just loves Lucille. And we dropped Lucille off at her other neighbor's house and they got to have like this little play date. Um, so it was like Nick and I had this little date night at, ho- at the house. Nick made fantastic margaritas. Yeah. And your cocktail game is on point as always. Always been. So we had like delicious steak and some some cocktails while Lucille was playing with another neighbor and... I'm just really, really, truly grateful for the community that we're in and the people we've met and how supportive they are. And 
Nick keeps staring at the microphone. <laughs> keeps dropping. If you hear me making adjustments, it keeps getting lower and lower. It's starting to piss me off. <laughs> get low, get low. But yeah, let's let's be grateful for the microphone and yeah, we were just talking <laughs> well. how this thing has survived three years on this I podcast. Know. Actually, no, I'm sorry, four years, and this arm or whatever you think call it. Yeah, I don't even know what our equipment's called, but it is struggle, <laughs> struggle city right now. It keeps moving. I know. We love you, microphone. It's at the end of the road. We'll be investing in new ones. I'm yes. sure soon with the shifts that are coming. So yeah, yeah, Nick. I, my audio is going to improve. <laughs> What's what are you grateful for today besides your decaying microphone? <laughs> yeah. Well, the same thing. I, I I feel the exact same way. It was such a cool experience to to be with our friends and to watch that whole experience. Watch her eating her lunch meat while she was getting her hair cut. And it was funny, you know, she's never had a haircut before. Never even, you know, the only thing that's ever been done with her hair is us combing it. And obviously it gets a little naughty and that is a uh, a struggle for her. But like she didn't know how it was going to feel, which I thought it was interesting. She had to see like her friend kind of get her hair trimmed just a little bit just to, to show. And then she's like, here, let me show you what it's like. And so like she didn't know if it was going to hurt or whatever. And you know, it, it turns out sense. it's like, yeah, it's attached to us. Exactly. Like, why does it hurt to get a cut? It so I just thought that that was really yeah. cool that that she was a l- little concerned about that. But Nah, they they are awesome. Our neighbors are, are great. You know, we uh, you know, we want to return the the favors for them. You know, and make sure that they're accountable so that they get time with themselves. And and actually, it's it's funny. Like we do have an, a date exchange coming up here relatively soon. Where for Valentine's Day, we are watching our neighbor's daughter, and then we're gonna go out the following Saturday to kind of celebrate both of our birthdays together. So. It's just awesome that we're able to do that, that she's got such great friends in the neighborhood. They're all around the same age and that the parents are just willing to to do these kinds of things. So it's just really awesome considering, you know, we are away from family and we need to find a support group here. So we have definitely built a group of support. And we take full advantage of it. We say yes often. You want to help? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) And we're here for you as well because. You really don't mind? You sure? And they're like, yep, let's do it. So excellent. And it's really easy, you know, especially a lot of the our neighbors, they also have one child. So for there to be two children, you would think it would be more difficult. But the fact that they play together, they don't need you to play with them. It just actually is a lot easier than having just one sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's just unique. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about both neighbors only have one kid. So yeah. It is, it adds a nice uh, flavor to the mix when you have another child in your home to just kind of like entertain and play and engage while you can be like, oh, great, I can just get a little break. Not that Lucille does not dive into creative land on her own. Oh, she and does. She got lost in creative land today for, for a really long time this morning. It was really kind of fun to watch. But it's always nice for those moments where, you know, she's just going to want, you know, connection with you. And we give her a lot of connection time, but it's always nice to, you know, have a break and have another awesome kid to kind of like dive into the her world with her so yeah yeah so yeah good times Mm -hmm. good stuff now it's time to dive into our evolving series once again and if y'all don't remember there are now only eight episodes of simplified chaos left we're gonna keep throwing that out there and for those of you who or just hearing this for the first time, go back and check out episode 190 to hear our full announcement. But no, Jilly, 
we're going to be talking a little bit about how we upkeep the house and how things have changed, you know, over the years and how we've made the house even more accessible for Lucille. So how did you uh, want to kick this one off? Well, I guess you're really good at painting a picture of what it was like before. So did you want to start by just, you know, referencing a couple of episodes and like what the situation was before to kind of give people like a little... So we're kind of going back to three episodes here for you. The first one was episode 32, where we talked about creating an accessible household for kids. So that one was on August 5th, 2019. And at the time we had just Lucille. She was a little over a year old. And a month later, her her cousin was going to be born, who was coming into our house as well, because we were co-living. And we also had an episode on co-living which was episode 68. It was called Two Families in One House, which aired on April 13th, 2020. And then we also had another episode, which was episode 33. So I'm kind of jumping around here a little bit, which was Simplifying Households Chores. And those are all just great episodes, but we've obviously evolved since then. When we think about where we were in 2019, 2020, we were back in Maryland. We were living in a two-story home. It was probably uh, 2,700 square feet, so four bedrooms, two full baths, one half bathroom on the main level, and then we had a finished basement as well. And we were living with Jill's sister and her boyfriend at the time, now husband, father of three kids now. Um, And it was just, you know, a really awesome situation. You know, we had plenty of space and and there was also three dogs in the house as well. So a lot going on in the Kasselniak household. And, you know, it was a a big house to to upkeep. And there, of course, when you have a one-year-old baby who's starting to walk and, and get around and get into things. It's just like, okay, do we have to child-proof the house? What do we do here? And we took a little bit of a different approach to it and really made the house accessible. And I think maybe we start there and, and how we've evolved in making the house accessible for Lucille now that she's four and a half years old going on five. Yeah. I mean, from the very get-go, we decided that we don't want our house to be childproof. We want it to be friendly for all. And like, how do we... How yeah, do we, we wanted to hurt to explore. Yeah, how do we create a house that's like a yes house? Like, we're not saying no. Like, no, don't do that. No, don't. It's like, everything's yes. Like, she can climb on that. She can jump, whatever the situation is. And it's kind of evolved to be the same kind of rule applies, if you will. You know, our house right now is half the size um we i call it like the small little cottage it's a rancher it is three bedrooms two full baths um about like 1500 square foot would you say roughly it is so definitely more than half the size yeah it is the just right size and we decided to everything we were going to bring in our new home it we went everything to be accessible to everyone we want it to be a yes home again so when thinking about the couches the chairs um any kind of furniture we want lucille to be able to interact with it and not feel like we have to keep things from her or hide things from her or put things in a different spot so that's kind of where we are now like our chairs our couch she can have her way with it she can jump on it she can climb on it she can move things 
And I, I will say, like, it makes parenting so much more relaxed when you create an atmosphere yeah. that's just accessible to all. When it, um, for us, what's important in our home is that we're able to move, we're able to be creative, we have open space, it feels safe, it feels cozy. We have togetherness in here. I mean, you just think about words that you want your home to embrace. And I feel like we've kind of created that atmosphere. And it makes, like I said, it makes parenting like a little bit easier because we're not redirecting her all the time. It's like, no, Lucille has access to dear, I mean, almost everything in the house, you know, and we normally- Except for the household chemicals. Those are on a high <laughs> shelf in the laundry room. Which it even, even isn't that much, but- No. Um, yeah, and just normalizing things, you know, talking about where the knives are, how to use them, how to carry things, you know, things that may de- be deemed dangerous. It's like, you know, introducing it to Lucille at the right time that, that she's capable and developmentally ready. And that's made a world of difference in maintaining the home and cleaning the home because we think about all the things that kids can get into. And, you know, the more the more things you have, the more things that can be messy, so to speak. And we have been pretty intentional what we bring into the house and what we keep and how to, how that evolves as she gets older. And like, just thinking now, like, you know, when I was cleaning the sheets today, like Lucille, like gets so excited when it's cleaning the sheets day because she sees that white mattress and she's like, <laughs> I mean, not that she doesn't jump on our bed anyway. And right. we don't have a bed, um, a bed frame our beds on a box spring and it's very low to the ground. And it's just like, you know, Every, anyone and any kid can come in our bedroom and just like have their weight with jumping or whatever. So it's as long as they have their shoes off. Yeah, that's the one rule shoes off. So it's so cool to see like how you may even though we may not have as much space as we did before, like there's there's really no boundaries. It's like this is the fence, <laughs> the fence. She's the chicken. It's like free range chicken, like yeah. wherever she wants to go. It's a safe place for play and, and all of the above. Yeah, I mean, that was part of the nice thing about moving into a new house is that in the old house, we had to make changes, you know, get the household chemicals out from under the sink. Like there was a lot of things that that we did in order to make it accessible for her and, and allow her to get into things and explore. And it's still that way to a certain extent. But, you know, we had a blank canvas when we moved into this house and were able to set it up from the very beginning being very intentional that, hey, we know we want to continue this trend with Lucille. So let's make sure we set up the house in a correct way. So we still have the the cubbies that was under the TV, which we no longer have the TV. So she's got her toys in her cubbies and then she's got toys in her closet. Like there's no like big storage bin or anything like that. It's still toys in, toys out as far as that goes to, to make that easy. She's got her own little kitchen, but now she's starting to explore more in our kitchen and replicate that in her own little kitchen. So there's just a lot of cool things that allow her to really explore the space. And like you said, she's really starting to get into the household chores and whether it's trying to vacuum a little bit or to sweep up things, taking the, what is that, the the lint out of the dryer thing. So mm-hmm. there, there's just a lot of things that she's, more willing to do because she has the space to do that. Yeah. And I know, um, Nick referenced, we talked about, we used to have specific rhythms on like how to clean the house because the house was huge. And yeah, we needed, we (laughs) needed to have those rhythms in order to make sure that the house was was clean all the time. Yeah. And you know, 
everyone that was living in the house before all had full-time jobs. So it was, and I kind of felt like, I don't want to say the headmaster, but I felt like I had to step up to be responsible to like initiate the routines. And a lot of times I did the cleaning. I feel grateful that like my sister would help out, you know, sometimes Mark would, if he was home, I know he like worked longer hours cause he was a plumber and like you would vacuum and help out. But like I had certain days where I'm like, all right, Mondays I'll dust Tuesday. We'll vacuum, you know, Wednesday we'll do laundry. Like we had specific rhythms. And if you want to mm-hmm. listen, if you have a big house and you need some kind of sanity and like your cleaning schedule, definitely check out that episode. Yeah, that's a good one. But now it's, it's interesting. I don't feel like I need to have those rituals as deep ingrained. And now it's just kind of like, I don't know. I, I was reflecting with you, Nick, earlier and talking about how I think we definitely were intentional about matching our home to the bandwidth of time and energy we want to spend on maintaining it. Thousand percent. It was really thinking about, you know, what do we want to take care of and how much time do we want to spend doing it? And that really helps streamline what you bring in the house and what you leave out. And we've been really intentional about like, even when it comes to like curtains or like blinds choice, like, you know, what is it going to be like to dust those? How many rugs do I want to have? How many rugs do I want to take care of and vacuum because we have these vinyl plank floors. So we've been pretty purposeful with choosing specific things based on how much time and energy do I want to clean and maintain that? And the answer is not a lot. Exactly. (laughs) And it's just been really interesting. I don't really feel like we've needed any kind of strict rhythms or rituals with cleaning. It's just like when things start to to look dirty. I'm like, it's time to clean it. And I clean it. It's not like ingrained. It's just kind of like feeling like, how do I feel in my bathroom today? And do I have the bandwidth to clean it depending on like my cycles and like Lucille that day? Cause now there's a lot more components involved with cleaning. Um, so yeah, it's more like feel as we go. If I feel like, if I feel like, you know what, this could be use a cleaning and it's like the right time of day. Like I have the energy Lucille could help me out. Like we do it. And it's so, it's so nice yeah. <laughs> to not feel like I have to stick to a specific schedule. And I know schedules, rituals, they are so helpful when you have a lot on your plate, but I feel so grateful. All the transitions we've made have made it less on my plate, which just makes a lot of the, the things not needed anymore. Yeah. Like those strict schedules and things to get, to get things done, I should say. Yeah. And to your point, I love that we can just say, hey, I'm going to vacuum now and and it's going to take 10 minutes as opposed to a half an hour, 45 minutes to vacuum the house. Yeah. Or, hey, I'm going to clean the bathrooms right now or I'm going to clean the shower. We we kind of you and I both have like things that we're good at and we we kind of have those boundaries. And I think it was like that in in the in the last house. And that's kind of transferred here. Like I do the shower. I do. Um, you know, some of the outdoor stuff, whereas, you know, you'll clean the the sinks and the bathrooms and the toilets and stuff. And our chores, as far as like dishes and cleaning up is really whoever makes dinner. It's usually the other person who, who kind of does the dishes. Uh, there's, there's really no assignment there, but it's just kind of one of those things. But then we also feel each other's rhythms and, you know, you may have had a tough day, so I'll do both dinner and dishes or, you know, it may be the, the, the vice versa. So, the other thing is you know, just understanding who else is in the household and what they're capable of. <laughs> and, and again, playing to their strengths, I think is a, is a key thing. Like, you know, you don't have to like rotate anything. It's like, if, if I'm good at cleaning the shower and you're good at cleaning the, you know, the, the bath, 
uh, the sinks and stuff like that, then let's just keep doing that. And we do it when we need to do it. So that's been really nice, just understanding our roles and, and where we uh, where we shine in those roles. Yeah. And now Lucille's at the age where we can involve her in the process and get her part of the family. And she gets excited about it. I know. Like she loves the toilet brush. She loves cleaning the mirrors now. Um, like I said, she helps me put laundry in the dryer and she cleans out the lint and she unloads the dishwasher certain like the silverware now she does a little bit of vacuuming like slowly and slowly we're involving her more and more in the process so that way it becomes also less work for us and it's more of like a team effort and it's so cool to see that transition too, like lucille being part of the family and doing her responsibilities alongside us because we all live in this house and Neither, none of us have a maid, you know, we all work together. Teamwork makes a dream work is our mantra that we're currently working on and it's totally working. And it's just really neat to see Lucille be motivated just to be a part of the family instead of saying, if you don't do this, you know, you're, you know, whatever the consequences are, you know, I'm sure one day we may have to incentively motivate her to like help out with some things, but sure. Um, as far as now, but not the basic responsibilities. No. She's going to have to go above and beyond in order to get incentivized. Yeah, and and I've talked about this book before, but I read this ama- amazing book that's just really ingrained. It was called um, Hunt Parent, no, Gather Hunt Gather Parent, and it was just how to raise helpful kids. And it says start young, start now, being a part of the family, show them your values, what you know, what's important to you guys, and just you know, involve them in the process now and expect it. And it's, I'm seeing small changes in that already, even if it comes to like just helping with the groceries, like giving her one thing to carry. So she knows she's a part of us, the team, the family, and we're all going to work together in some capacity. But yeah, I will say the house main maintenance is wow. So, so different. Yeah. (laughs) Feels definitely lighter. What is, I gotta, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Jilly. What is one thing that I used to do when we recorded these last episodes that now you do and I don't do? Mm. I have no idea. I'm sitting on it. The bed. Yeah. Oh, you used you to make the bed every morning. I used to make the bed in the morning because you <laughs> like a fresh bed. You would leave butt early to go to work. Yeah. So that left me to make the bed in the morning and, and make sure you stayed happy. But now you are the bed maker. Uh, <laughs> I am the bed maker. I am the homemaker. I'm not the bread maker. <laughs> no, we go to the we go to Bell to we pick up bed. We go to a pretty sexy bakery to get our sourdough. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. That's the only one I can really think of that has really shifted. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't really think about individual like responsibilities on like what we picked up, but you're right. So we are no longer co-living. Our my your sister and our brother-in-law live in Maryland. We uh we did a little bit of journey and went our separate ways. Mm. But it's been good. Like it was a, it was a good shift. I mean, it was a large house and it was certainly great to have helpful hands and stuff like that. There was obviously some, some, I don't want to say challenges, but there was differences in, in how we I'd call them challenges. Yeah. yeah. When you live with other adults that have different habits, different ways of like, you know, I don't want to say opinions and like how their space should be. It, it's, you know, it can be challenging. Yeah. 
Yeah. We definitely grew a lot. We definitely did grow a lot. And especially when like there was new kids in the house and everything like that, it, it's uh, different styles of parenting. So it was just really interesting to be in that household and, and see the different ways that you know people do things but ultimately now we're we're kind of on our own and it's everything is on our own terms at this point so we get things done when we want to get things done and we have a lot of free time now because we're able to go back and and do things like here and there Mm. and get things done and our weekends have just opened up completely like no no yard work here has been a game changer like we can really just go wherever we want whenever we want without having to worry about upkeep on the house because we're able to do it just consistently throughout the week with no set schedules and really downsizing made that all happen yeah it's funny we um the neighbors that we saw today they're like man you guys travel a lot and we're like well that that was that was our intention we wanted to find some place where it was low maintenance so we could up and go if we so choose to and that's what we're doing and it's been amazing and i will say co-living was such a beautiful experience and if you want to hear more about that definitely check out um that episode that we'll link in the show notes yeah and that but was it, that was an interesting episode too because it was very early in the pandemic the pandemic yeah and i will say that it definitely provides like i will say now like when you're living with other grownups and I, I didn't grow up really having any roommates. Like I've lived at home my whole life. Like my roommate was my sister. And then of course my mom and my dad. Um, but yeah, like when, you know, my sister and um, her husband now were in there, it's like, they're figuring out like their relationship, like they were growing as a couple, then they had a baby. So a lot of changes were happening between them. And you just got to have so much love and space and grace for other people, especially Mm -hmm. that you live with that. I feel like my bandwidth and patience for our situation is just like so open wide now. And it's not like I really need it. I feel like we are very simpatico on how we want to keep the house. Like there's not that many differences. We're very much like we like things tidy. It, it, affects our mental space so much and but i will say that it's definitely opened my heart and mind just to have more space and grace and like just open to different perspectives and way of seeing people and how they live and i'm I'm grateful for that experience like i say a lot of growth happened and i think challenges is not a bad word or negative it's just i feel like if you look at them the right way it just helps you evolve and you know just become better to do better so yeah growth mindset Exactly. Yeah. Did that's we just what we're talk all about. about mindset? We always talk about mindset. But uh, yes, we did just, just have last an episode, episode. <laughs> on mindset. But yeah, anything else, Jilly, that, that you wanted to interject here? No, I thought we could kind of move into like just life, social life things. Just yes. like how our days look different and what that looks like. And we don't have to spend a lot of time on sure, that. Sure, no, we, we will wrap it up with that. Cool. You want to start? Yeah, sure. Your Your life has changed tremendously since... 2020. Yeah. I mean, so to paint a picture, um, as far as like work life, like we both had full-time jobs. I was a full-time teacher. So we both had like eight hour plus days, you know, at least a half hour commute to and from work. And, you know, weekends were maintaining a home and we did have some free time, but it was, I would say kind of limited, you know, by the time we got home on weeknights, you know, I feel like we were those typical people. We're like, we're tired. Let's eat dinner. Yeah, it was dinner and then watch a show. Yeah. And then the weekends were 
cleaning, yard work, you know, getting a little adventure, maybe possibly a date night if my mom was, well, my mom's always willing to support. So I'm so (laughs) grateful for that. But we balanced it the best we could. And I remember reading in my journals, like when I was working, like that was something I was really working on with my intentions was just like balance. Like how do I get as close to equal amount of time in play and work and, you know, growth and and just doing what I want to do. And now I have definitely have that <laughs> yeah. for sure. Now I am at home. I, I guess, I, you know, if you had to label it, I, you could call me a homemaker. I am a mother. Um, I am unschooling with my daughter and I also nanny a little bit. Um, I do a little bit of photo editing. Like I feel like I'm able to have space and, and energy to dabble in fun projects Um, I can make a little bit of money doing things I love. I mean, I get to bring Lucille to work with me when I nanny, like things that I think about, like, what is a job I can do where like Lucille can be with me, you know, we can do life together. I can still make a little bit of money, but it can be something that's going to light us both up. And, you know, these opportunities are just presenting themselves to me. And it's, it's really wild when you just kind of like let go of control and surrender and follow the fun to what and see what the universe brings to you and all that woo woo stuff. I totally am believer in that. So now I feel like our days are filled with like going to parks, um, meeting up with homeschooling mamas, um, doing hikes together. Um, I've been dabbling in different nature groups. We go to the library once a week. We, we do errands together. We just do life together. We grocery shop together. You know, we're, it's, it's pretty fucking blissful. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about what our days look like and you work at home. So I feel like we've had, we have so much togetherness as a family, more than we've ever had before. We do. And so much time and space. And I'm grateful for the space that we put in our calendar for spontaneous adventures. Like we can go to a winery, a brewery, go to a park, have a fun getaway on the weekends, go visit friends and family. Like there's just so much opportunity for what we choose to do versus what we have to do. And that's exactly what our intentions were when we first started this podcast. We were dreaming about this, writing about it. And yeah. it's it's here and it's now. And it's something that I hope I never take for granted. And I'm just so grateful for for where we are right now and all the work and small steps that we've done to, to get here. Yeah, it's, it's a long journey, but we've put in the work. We've put in the intentions out into the universe and all of that stuff has has gotten to us gotten us to where we are right now and has allowed us the the super flexibility and yes you know for work for me is has changed since we started this podcast i used to go into an office 45 minute drive and i'd you know be at my desk pretty much from the time i got there until the time i left but now that i'm able to work from home i get time with lucille in the morning and i can just go right to my desk I've got time to walk in the afternoon. No, I don't feel like it's it's a bad thing to like just go outside and take an hour to to get away and then come back and, and finish my day. And then, you know, we get right into our evenings, whether it's going to the sauna really quickly for 20, 30 minutes and then having dinner, then having family time. Like there is definitely just more time for family and us. There's more time for socialness with neighbors and you know, taking Lucille to see her friends. And I get a chance to talk with parents doing that stuff. So it's just really cool. And and a lot of it is also the age where Lucille's at now too. She's a social little butterfly. 
and that allows us to be social with other people as well. So it's just been really cool how things have evolved and how things have just gotten just so much better with where we're at because of this move. And, and of course, you know, I miss my, my friends back at home, but I still get to see them pretty often, which is awesome. Yeah. I think, I don't remember which episode it was, but it was like this really cool reflection after we moved that I think I'm spending more time with family than I did in Virginia than yeah. I was in Maryland because of the amount of time that I had to go to work. Like the amount of time dedicated to a full-time job was significant. And now we kind of like broken those doors down and now we have all kinds of flexibility in traveling because you can work from anywhere. Yep. And now I'm able to help out like my mom watching my sister's kids. And I feel like I'm just soaking in more time with family and friends and quality time, like a lot longer, not just these short spurts. And it's been just this wonderful um, component that I did not think was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to, I was going to be able to spend longer and like a quality amount of time with like friends and family. But because of the move, it's definitely opened doors to go deeper versus like these shallow experiences of just like quick spurts here and there seeing people, you know? So yeah. Yeah. It's been, I feel like our social life and our balance, if you say, you know, quote unquote balance has been exactly what I've dreamed of, you know, two, three years ago. So just going to keep dreaming and keep being grateful for what we have and we'll see what unfolds. That's right. See where it takes us. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think we'll leave it there. Uh, Jilly, do you have any resources besides the episodes that we referenced earlier that we will put into the show notes? I found a sweet, um, I guess you call it blog. And it was, um, just a list of all of these amazing intentional living quotes. And I feel like they align so much to like all the changes we've made to get where we are today. And, uh, I'm just going to read like five of them. There was like so many good ones. And I feel like these are the ones like you just want to write down in your journal or just as an affirmation. And it just, it's a great reminder just to keep pursuing what the life you want versus what you think you're supposed to do. Okay. Word. Here we go. (laughs) I'll read three of them. Intentional living is the art of making our own choices before others' choices make us. Richie Norton. (laughs) Um, You can have anything you want if you want it badly enough. That's your favorite. Abraham Lincoln. Oh, Abe. (laughs) And I really like this one. It's by Rumi. Respond to every call that excites your spirit. I think that's sometimes it's the hardest follow the hardest part is like you feel a feeling you know it's exciting but it's it's like you have to make that choice to follow it and it can be really fucking scary yeah but i feel like we would not be where we are today if we didn't make scary exciting choices that we took risks um took time to plan and really think hard but like just followed it just to see where it would lead us and know that like either way we're going to grow and we'll figure it out. We're all together and that's what's important. Absolutely. Good stuff. Are those quotes of the day too then? No, I have one more. Ah, all right. Is this a juicy one? I think so. Let's go for it. This is by John C. Maxwell. An unintentional life accepts everything and does nothing. An intentional life embraces only the things that will add to the mission of significance. Yeah. 
That was good. That was really good. Good find, Jilly. I know, right? I like it. <laughs> All right. And then your take action challenge for this week is? Pursue your most intentional as hell life. Follow the call. Follow what excites you. Love it. Yeah. Well done, Jilly. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that is going to do it for this week's episode. If you like this episode, please do us a favor and help us spread the message. You can do this by writing a review on Apple or Spotify. This helps us get in front of a lot more people. Or you can simply share this episode with a friend because that also gets us in front of more people. (laughs) And remember, sharing sparks a conversation. Conversation leads to action. And action is how we're able to live a happy and intentional as hell lifestyle. We want to thank you all for listening today, and we will see you again next week. See y'all later.